Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Coops, I'm your host, and today I'm very excited to bring you an, another episode with Dan Wood from Draft to Digital. Uh, welcome to the show, Dan. Hello, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Nathan. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to chat with you. Um, of course, we've been able to hang out in person uh, many times at various conferences, um, and it's it's been great getting to know you. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the show, um, especially because Draft Digital is such an interesting company and represents um, a facet of the book industry that I haven't really covered yet. So, for people who aren't familiar with what Draft Digital does, could you give them the little uh, spiel about? Um, how your company works and what kind of services it provides? Definitely. So we help authors get their books onto as many digital platforms as we possibly can. We're always looking for new retailers. We're always looking for new library systems. Um, we provide a lot of tools that make that really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we start with, like, uh, we have a, a book generator. So we'll take, uh, you know, you bring us a Word document or any kind of document that's got... Um, a sort of a definite uh, format to it, and we can convert that so it'll be the right format for Mobi, mm. for EPUB, which those are the industry standards. Mobi is what Amazon uses. Uh, EPUB is basically what everyone else uses for digital books. And then we also provide a PDF for print books. And so we do all that conversion for free. It doesn't matter if you use our other services or not. That's something you can come to our site and download uh, with that, we recently added templates, and so mm-hmm. we have it to where you can kind of choose how your book ends up looking. It has some fancy graphics. You know, I tell people, you know, Vellum makes a very good product, but if you don't want to spend $200 and you don't have a Mac, our, you should be using our conversion software because it's just really, really good. Um, outside of the conversion, we also do distribution. Uh, with distribution, we just open up so many different retailers to you as an indie author. Uh, you know, it's our belief that uh, it's good to be wide. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for authors to be exclusive with Amazon, and yet being wide, you have a lot more control over your own destiny. You mm-hmm. don't have all your eggs in one basket. Um, you know, it's just we believe in getting your book to as many people in the world as we can, and so we go to places like Apple Books. Uh, we go to Barnes & Noble, Kobo. Um, then a lot of uh, different international retailers that a lot of people might not have heard of. But you know, as we get more and more of those little retailers, they all add up to a lot more revenue for authors to make. Um, we've been making a lot of expansion into library systems and adding you know, a lot more library systems because we're big fans of the library. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really awesome the way in which libraries are starting to embrace the digital movement. It's making it easier than ever for you know. You know, especially older people where you can control the size of the font and they used to be limited to you know, just reading large print books and there's not a lot of them out there. So very excited about our moves into the library space. Um, outside of distribution, uh, and by the way, our distribution is all opt-in, so you can use us for one channel, you can use us for all of our channels. You know, If you use us for all of our channels, it makes it really easy because you don't have to worry about... Uh, you know, going to 10 different websites to update your price or to change your cover. You can just upload it to us once and we make sure it gets everywhere. 
Yeah, that's um, it's such a daunting challenge, especially for new authors who think, oh gosh, I want my book to sell in all these different retailers, but do I have to go to individual, each one, create new accounts for each one? And yes. there's pros and cons to both, obviously. Um, yeah. But there's... I mean, just setting up your tax information with everyone is daunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not all of our retailers even will work directly with authors, and so it's one of those things where you know you can go direct to Apple, you can go direct to Barnes and Noble and Kobo, but a lot of the other retailers you can't go direct to, and so we just try to make it as easy as possible for ever, anyone who wants to work with us on those. Yeah. You know, as an author, once you get to a certain point and have a large catalog, um, managing those books becomes time-consuming. Uh, we've built tools to help you automate your end matter. And what we mean by that is, you know, it's always good at the end of your book to have a link to your other books so that once a reader has finished your book and they loved it, you know, they can instantly click on a link and buy the next book. Um, we've automated that so that we can send the right link to each retailer depending on where they bought it from. So if I bought your book and read it on Apple Books, I click the link at the end of your book, it's going to take me to Apple because that's where you know, I prefer to shop. Um, you know, if someone, you know, you just uploaded your book to us once, but if someone else bought your book from Barnes & Noble, then they're going to get the Barnes & Noble link. And so mm-hmm. just making that really simple, making it so that when you add a new book, we go back and update all the old books automatically for you so that they all have the most current set of links. Mm, wow, um, yeah. You know, just really trying to give you the most value for your money. You know, all of our services that I've kind of talked about are uh, free. Like, there's there's no charge up front. We don't have any hidden fees. Um, you can set up your book, and if you never make any money off of it, we never make any money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but where we make our money is when we distribute it, we keep a portion of the royalties, which ends up being generally about 10% of the retail list price. Um, so you know we pr- try to provide you with as much value as possible, and because of that, that also kind of lines up our goals with your goals, where we're trying to make sure your book is selling as much as possible, because otherwise we're not making any money off of it either. Yeah, and I think that's an important distinction between your company and other companies out there um, who would be willing maybe to do all this work for you, but you have to pay up front, and they have no vested interest in your success afterwards, whereas you're the complete opposite. You're you know, not charging anything until the author makes money, which is the way it should be. And yeah, we, we, we firmly believe the money should always flow towards the author and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of vanity presses. There, there always have been, but you know, I think it's been particularly bad over the last 10 years or so, um, where their whole goal is just to get more people to spend money with them. Yeah. You know, they have no interest whatsoever in selling your book because they make their money off of getting you to sign on to a package of some sort. Um, you know, I think it's very important that we are a private company. And so you know, we've been profitable for most of the time we've been in business. Um, you know, we're also not trying to make money off selling your data. We're not trying to make money uh, by selling the company. Um, you know, those are things where we've seen a couple of players try to do what we're doing for for less in the market, and if they're not charging you or they're charging you a, a suspiciously low fees, then it's probably they have another intent for the way that yeah. they're making money. So, yeah, that's for that author beware scenario, and it's unfortunate that you have to be so discriminating with the services that you choose to use. It um, is. 
it, 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 there are just a lot of predators out there in the indie space, especially for, for newbies who don't make, don't know that they have better tools and better yeah. uh, options out there. Um, to, to come back to the universal book links, oh, that yeah. is such an amazing tool. I use it, I mean, all day, every day, all my books in my uh, newsletters that I send out, of course, they're going all over the world. So you never know where that email is going to go. And you guys have this um, great books to read you know, link that you can just create. You've not only been able to use this tool in your own formatting services, but you guys have made this available to others to use, even if yes. you're not using your distributing. And, that, and that's just phenomenal. Yeah, and our uh, the Universal Book Links, uh, you, you find that, you go to bookstoread.com and you can set those up. Um, they're completely free. It doesn't matter if you use our distribution or any of our other services. You can just plug in a link to your book at one of the retailers, and we'll go find the links for it at the other retailers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you share it like in a social media post, um, when the reader first clicks on it, it'll ask them who their preferred retailer is, and they get like a nice list, uh, you know, with the icons of the retailers that are possible. Mm-hmm. Um, once they click on one, we remember which one they came in through, and so anytime they click on a books to read link after that, it's just going to take them right to the retailer. It, saves. Uh, it supports uh, affiliate links as well, and so you can okay. put in all your different affiliate codes. You can set up, um, you know, like generally the links are set up kind of with random uh, letters and numbers. But if if we haven't already used a special one, you can set up a custom one. So like the name of your book, like books to read slash whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's so important um, that you don't lose readers along the way maybe you're moving people from your newsletter to your website or website to your sales page etc the more clicks that there are involved of course you have the potential to lose readers and if you send someone a link, exactly. a link to a u.s store when they're in the uk you know you might they may just show up in the u.s store and be like ah this is too much work and then yeah. wander off and do something more entertaining other than get your book which they were exactly originally interested in I mean, um, we've got so many distractions going on in the modern age, and so you just want to make sure it's a, a no thought process involved. Uh, like you were kind of mentioning, the universal book links use geolocation to get people to the right version of the stores. Mm. Um, just our development team has done such an awesome job on that technology and figuring out all the ins and outs and making it as simple as possible. That's fantastic. We have a, a few hellos from uh, people watching. Uh, Mark Hale says, hello. Hi, hi, Mark. Uh, Doug says, love everything you do at D2D. Keep it up. Thank you. And then uh, Wayne Stinnett chimed in and says, hi, Dan and Nathan. So hi, Wayne. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Um, our good old drinking buddies there. <laughs> and um, anyone who is watching live, feel free to comment, say hello, let us know you're watching. And if you have questions for Dan, uh, feel free to throw them up and we'll try to ask them live on the show. Or if you're watching the replay later and you have a question for Dan, Dan has generously offered to come back and answer questions in the comments. We're also going to be throwing up some links in the comments later so that you can access some of these tools that uh, draft digital offers. So feel free to, to comment and, and say hello. Um, and if you have any questions on how to get to these services, we'll, we'll try to get you those helpful links in the comments. Um, I want to come back just to a little bit of, of how DDD started. And just if you could tell us a little bit, like how did you guys come to be? Um, and how did you find this need, see this need, and, and think, this is the solution. This, is our, this company will be the solution to all these problems. Well, it all started for me back in high school. Uh, 
I met Aaron Pogue, who's one of our founders. Mm-hmm. Um, he has always wanted to be an author, like since the first time I met him, that was kind of always his goal. Mm-hmm. Um, been writing sci-fi and fantasy uh, you know, since that point. Uh, the 2000s, he spent years, you know, pitching to agents, pitching to publishers, uh, and getting rejections over and over. Um, you know, was forced to get like the day job, the dreaded day job there. Um, he was a technical writer, so he learned some skill sets from that that later were very helpful for us. Um, flash forward, he read, he started reading some of the early indie pioneers, their blog posts, and yeah, I think it was Conrath was one of the big ones. Um, you know, people like Conrath, uh, Bella Andre, you know, all, all of the early, early indie hits. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe I could do that. And so he decided to go ahead and self-publish uh, through KDP. And, you know, within, I think it was less than a year, was able to quit his daytime job and just focus on the writing portion of it. Because he was a technical writer, you know, he had dealt with a lot of using macros and things on Word to convert things. Um he tried using KDP. Their software at the time for conversion was pretty lousy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better now, but back early days it was pretty bad. And he tried uh, Smashwords and didn't care for their 100-plus page manual on how to format yeah. a book. That thing was a beast. Um, yeah, so he knew there's better ways to do this. Yeah. Um, some of our college friends, several of us also went to college together. Um, so some of our college friends were programmers, and so they made a solution for him to quickly format his Word documents and Google documents and realized that they probably had a product there and so took a shot on it. Um, and that's kind of how we came to be was just trying to provide a better way to do the conversion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like there was a lot of failures at that time and there's a lot of places where uh, distribution wasn't as good as it could be, and so we started also focusing on that, and we've just grown over time, um, you know, just slowly but surely, and just really, especially lately, um, has been just taking off tremendously. Yeah. Um, you know, we've kind of become famous for our customer support, and we've always put a lot of our resources into having the best customer support, mm-hmm. having an actual phone number so someone can call in and talk to a real human. Yep. Getting email so, replies that aren't just template boilerplate answers. You know, yeah. We try to make sure you're always interacting with real people. That's fantastic. And I think there's some great value, too, in knowing that the people who have created the company have experienced going through the exact same struggles that you've been through and that they've just found solutions. Exactly. So it's just you trust it so much more when someone says, hey, they, they came along. They had the same. They saw the problem that we were all having at that time of trying to format through Smashwords rules all this stuff, and saying like, "This could be better. This could be more streamlined. This could be easier." Why don't? And then had the the foresight and the wherewithal to go out and create this tool, and say, "Hey, here's a solution." And I think that's what I love about this particular generation of, of writers. Um, yeah, me too. And just the indie, indie spirit of saying, "Look, no one has a solution for this, but this is something very solvable. Let's solve it." Yeah. And then. Because everyone else that's going through this, all has we all have the same issues. We're not alone in our struggles, um, but we we all have, need this solution. And the fact that you guys have provided so many solutions all in one spot is is really incredible. Yeah, it's it's been really helpful that from the day one we had Aaron around to per, 
present the author perspective because mm-hmm. you know as programmers you don't necessarily always think the same way that an author might um, you know since then we've added on Kevin who uh, Kevin Tomlinson has a ton of indie books that he's published as well and then just recently we added Mark Lefebvre formerly of Kobo and so we have so much experience, you know, we have any experience. We have uh, Aaron has an Amazon pub uh, contract for 47 North. So we're kind of familiar with how they operate that. We've got um, just the years of experience that Mark brought and he's you know, been a hybrid author. He's worked with a lot of traditional publishers and he's also any published successfully. So mm-hmm. I love that we have all those perspectives within the company to try to do right by authors. Yeah. Congratulations to you and, and to Mark. Um, he was a recent guest of the show too. Of course, just got to hang out with all you guys at Nink. That was such a nice surprise. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been such a mentor to me over the years. You know, as we were trying to figure out what we were doing, it was been great to watch him. I used to, you know, just always end up at conferences with him. So mm-hmm. having him on the team is so exciting. Yeah, just all around good guy, and um, you guys all are. You're all, all a blast to hang out with. Thank it's you. So easy to get to know and, and, and like. So um, it's easy to plug you guys because you know that that. Everyone's going to have the same experience and enjoy enjoy the services. Um, speaking of, of Nink and announcements that you guys have made, you also announced recently your foray into uh, print distribution. Can you yes. talk a little bit about um, this upcoming print service? Definitely. So one thing we've noticed with a lot of our authors is that there's still a lot of indie authors that don't have a print version available. You know, we think you're leaving a lot of money on the table. I think people don't realize that how big the print market still is and it will continue to be fairly big. You know, I, I personally think it will die off a little bit, but there's a certain aspect of like gift giving, of social identification, of, you know, there's always going to be readers that just want to hold something in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, if for nothing else, like to have signed copies or have copies you can sign. Um, so, but a lot of our authors weren't, just don't have a print version available, so we want to make that as easy as possible. So we partnered with IPG, who is a, a group that does a lot of the print for small and mid-sized publishers already. You know, they kind of have the expertise and print on demand, um, and we're handling the front end to try to make it just super simple. You know, we already provide our PDF conversion, so we'll take the Word document and convert it into the format you need for print. Um, so we've really worked on improving that. Um, one thing I'm most excited about is we've made a cover creator because we found that was a step where a lot of people fell off getting a print version was that they didn't want to go and spend more money on getting a, the cover designer to both provide a, a different cover for prints that you kind of have to have a wraparound, mm-hmm. but also you have to adjust it depending on all the sizes. It's kind of a nightmare. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever dealt with it yourself, Absolutely, but yeah. it's, it's really difficult. And Spine so we've made... Spine width and all that factors yeah, in. Yeah. Depending on what size you choose for the book to be. Mm-hmm. So we've just made software that will handle all that for you. It takes, you know, it looks for the dominant cover, color on the cover, it uses that color to kind of wrap around. It uses like your title to cover the spine. It's got uh, your blurb on the back, the barcode, all that good stuff. So um, just really, really impressive stuff. And so we are really putting that through its paces right now. Um, you know, we, we best want to solve the problem of making it easy to have a print version so it doesn't take you a lot of extra money or a lot of extra time. It's just another thing you click on our uh, dashboard to do. 
-hmm. and then the distribution problem of if you're just with CreateSpace, then your book is only on Amazon. If you're with CreateSpace with expanded distribution, you might get to a few other places, but uh, there's a lot of libraries, a lot of small bookshops, uh, a lot of big bookshops that won't buy books that come through CreateSpace expanded. Right. Um, and so we want to have the the range of Ingram, um, uh, Ingram Spark for the people who, who've used Ingram Spark before, but just be a lot easier, have no upfront fees, have no recurring fees. Like It's the digital age. We've made it so it's easy, so you should be able to change your price when you want to. You should be able to change your document when you need to mm-hmm. uh, and not be charged for any of those things and not have it take you know, an extraordinary long amount of time. So yeah. um, that's what we're going for. Um, we've, we opened up our uh, wait list um, at Nink to try to get in some of the Nink authors. And I would like to make that invite uh, available to your uh, watchers, I guess, listeners, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah. So if you go to www.draftdigital.com slash print beta, you can sign up for our wait list. Um, we are ramping up our testing. And so, you know, sometimes we need certain types of books to test. And so I don't have like a definite date yet for when we're going to release the final product, but we are looking for more testers um, and we're kind of adding people in as we need certain types of books. Um, so we'd love to have somebody else sign up for that. And that's a, that's a fantastic offer. It's nice to be able to get in on the ground floor of something and, and try it out, take it for a test drive, but especially now because the timing of it is so good because so much is going on yeah. with create spaces going away. And if you don't want to make the leap to KDP print, maybe if that's not the right solution for you, you want something that's more customer service oriented where you can actually talk to someone um, this is a, a wonderful time for people to make the leap into a different print solution. So I, th- I think it's exactly. fan- fantastic timing in the next few months as people try to figure out how to solve this lack of create space problem. And, you know, it, like you said, the industry is changing. There's always new stuff on the horizon. There's new problems being solved. Um, so it's great that you guys are innovating so often. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you also have been innovating this past year and tra- sort of making connections on the audio front as well. Yes. Um, you partnered uh, with Findaway Voices. Maybe you could chat about that for a second. Definitely. Uh, you know, audio has been the fastest growing format for a little while. Um, you know, I think audio, you know, sometimes when we talk about the digital industry, we forget, like, uh, the audio is also digital. Like, it's ebooks and audio are the digital portions. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe you look a lot more legitimate to a reader if you're in all three formats. And so we highly encourage it. You know, right now the real problem with audio is uh, the cost of production is still pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so find a way voices has really been working on trying to lower those costs through making it easier for the narrators to do some of the, um, some of the work they have to do after recording um, and so, you know, they've been able to provide you know, lower costs in some cases for people, um, but not just with production. They have this huge um, distribution capability. So for a lot of people, they're just automatically choosing to be exclusive with Audible for the next seven years. And I, I think people should really reconsider that because the audio uh, book landscape is changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, up until last year, uh, Audible was the exclusive provider uh, for Apple uh, and for uh, KDP. Um, that's no longer going to be the case uh, fairly soon. And so that's going to change the market in a lot of ways. 
Uh, Kobo has an audio service now that's cheaper than Audible uh, for the subscription per month. Mm. Um, Barnes & Noble has their own uh, audio uh, solution. Scribd, the library partners all have audiobooks. And so you're really missing out on a lot of potential sales if you're just exclusive with Audible. Um, and you know, as the market changes, uh, we think that will just increase. So. Yeah, that's something, Definitely something that, for people to think about. Yeah, it's a consideration I've made myself with uh, the new series I'm writing. Is I opted for the non-exclusive mm-hmm. um, when I went through ACX and went with. Uh, I was able to. You can. There's a, there's a lot of different solutions there. Even if you've already got a, a relationship with the narrator and you're recording the stuff in advance, you can still go through Find a Way and you know through you guys and get exactly. it distributed, even using the same platforms that you're already on. Like you don't. There's you can kind of mix and match to some degree. As long as you mm-hmm. take that non-exclusive route and see what happens, because yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the growth in audio over the next not just seven years, but you know the next few decades. I think it's just going to keep going up and up. So, uh, me too. Like I've, I've converted, I would say more than half of what the books I consume now are audio, just because mm-hmm. uh, very busy. I travel a lot, and so it's perfect for me for when I'm on flights, when I'm just mm-hmm. sitting at the airport waiting, when I'm driving. Uh, I just really love the that smartphones have enabled uh, audiobooks everywhere very very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the the boom, in, the simultaneous boom in podcasts growth, oh, yeah. was translating into a lot of audio growth, and um, you know even just the busy authors. I know, like for me, I I do most of my reading now via audio um, while I'm driving, or even just while I'm laying in bed. I'm just gonna, you know close my eyes and keep the light off and then and listen for a while so it's uh there's so many different solutions available to us now which uh, i think it's is just great for the industry and just digital it's awesome and just imagine you know like right now audible kind of you know for the most part people buy through credits or maybe through whisper sync mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of control over your pricing like you really you know it it, right now, things kind of favor really long books because if someone's going to spend a credit on it, they want to get as much book as they can. Um, but once indie authors have control over their pricing, that's going to open up a whole new level of marketing tactics out there. And so we're excited to see what the indie community does with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's definitely been a big problem. Of oh, We have so much more control as indies over our ebook uh, products. Exactly. And yeah, once we have a little bit of price control in audio, yeah, the sky's the limit on promos and ways you can uh, turn that around and um, yeah I'm excited about it so um, and of course you, I, I like that you guys are so big on library as well I think that that's fantastic and um, you can also of course get your audio into library yeah uh, potentially yeah as well. we just uh, added Baker and Taylor yesterday so super excited about that um, you know that's been kind of something we've been working on uh, especially this year is just trying to add as many of the library vendors as we can because libraries are awesome. There's so many people out there that can't afford books. Um, it's just such a way to get to those readers. You know, I, I grew up very poor. Libraries were the way I read everything. And now mm-hmm. I consume so many books. Like, now I buy a ton of books. Mm-hmm. It was the library that kind of helped me with that discovery. It's the library that enabled me to be a lifelong reader. Um, and so, you know, I think people are really missing out if they're not in libraries. Um, you know, one thing, you know, for exclusivity, I have a hard time with that <laughs> word. Uh, 
you know, print and audio are different. And so, you know, maybe if you're exclusive with your eBooks, you know, think about can I get my other books into library systems in some way, shape, or form? And mm -hmm. so, yeah, no, I think I like the the idea of investing in the future that way. Where exactly. here are these people who um, are smart enough to be going to the library getting books. These are obviously people that were, are going places in the future, and guess who is going to be the, you know, the author that they remember from this period yeah. and who they're going to continue to follow and purchase from in the future. And I think there have been some recent studies. I know BookBub put out a study recently about do people who buy free books and discounted books also buy full-price books? And the answer is yes. You know, exactly. It's absolutely the case. Um, You've just got to get your self in front of them somehow and it's a visibility solution that you guys are providing that um yeah it's if you don't have that you're just leaving leaving sales on the table down the road uh, so, so much about branding is just people seeing your brand you know as many times as possible it takes people a lot to decide because they have so many other options for their entertainment Mm -hmm. um, but if they keep seeing your book they see it at the library they see it at the store they see it online that's going to make an easy choice for them yeah and um, it's why I, I like being able to continue to have these kinds of conversations and even the purpose of this show is just to keep, even if people have heard your name before, which they probably have, they've probably heard of Draft Digital before, you're becoming, like I said, a, pretty much a household name in the indie space, but people just starting out might be finding this show or might be finding the podcast and, and maybe it might take a few times to be like, oh yeah, Draft Digital, where did I hear about them before? Exactly. And it's nice to be able to say yes absolutely go with these guys don't go with the shysters around the corner who are just trying to take your money like who knows who else is out there but you guys are a, a really legitimate useful service that you know i can't speak highly enough about not just because i've met you guys in person but i've also used your services used your tools so um, thank you definitely highly recommend it i'm excited to see where you guys are going in the future i think for us like one of the best choices we made was if Two or three years ago, we decided to just double down on the author-oriented conferences and stop. Mm. You know, we were going to some of the industry conferences. They were very expensive. The traditional publishing industry really doesn't want to acknowledge the shifts in the market. Mm -hmm. And so just getting our faces out there and, and making sure people know we're real people has been just huge for us. And... You know, so we're excited anytime we have a chance to be on a podcast or especially like video like this where people get to know um, the people they're partnering with because mm -hmm. that's um, really kind of a key piece of our DNA is making that connection and partnering with authors. Yeah, and it's gonna, I think it's going to pay off huge dividends in the end um, for the indie community, but also for your company as well, just the, the fact that you guys are so customer oriented and so in person oriented. I, I've really enjoyed obviously getting to hang out with you at conferences. And I like that you guys bring the whole crew and you guys do amazing yeah. karaoke. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. You're, you're, we're, we're trying to become synonymous with karaoke. So I do have some pretty, pretty fun incriminating uh, videos of, of authors from this oh, past yes. conference. So I'm holding those, <laughs> you know, as future blackmail, uh, for, for people that have, uh, performed but they're all great it's it's i i can't ever perform at karaoke just because i know the level of, of talent that shows up at your guys's <laughs> parties if, yeah, we kind of we kind of joked that uh with mark that we had to do like a, a karaoke uh test with him just to make sure he could sing before <laughs> we hired him so that was the final the final uh straw that got him in the door huh exactly uh, that's really cool 
Well, Dan, we managed to blaze through half an hour uh, pretty quickly, which I knew we would because there's always so much to talk about with you and with Draft Digital, of course. Um, so, But we'll wrap up. But I, I want you to um, tell people just a little bit more where they can find you and uh, connect with you and yeah. um, learn more about Draft Digital. So draftdigital.com is our website. Um, it's the best way uh, to go about it. Uh, you can go to the contact us. You can see like a phone number if you want to talk to somebody. Uh, you can see the email address for customer support. Um, we'd love to have you follow us on Facebook, uh, like us on Facebook. Um, you know, that, that's been a way that we've been communicating with customers lately as well. Um, We've got a Twitter handle at draft to digital So, you know, basically all the places you expect a company to be, we're there. Um, and we'd just love to have you follow. Uh, you know, we, we try to announce everything we're doing through those uh, mechanisms. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have some of you sign up for our wait list for the print beta mm-hmm. um, because we're really trying to make that just a top-notch service. So. And that was draftdigital.com slash print beta. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully uh, people can check out that awesome opportunity and get on get on board. Um, so, Dan, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. And I uh, look forward to any time you guys have something else to announce and coming out in the future, I'd love to have you back on. Uh, it's going to be a busy fall, so <laughs> we'll probably see you soon. All right, sounds great. Thanks, everyone, for watching and uh, listening to the podcast, and we'll see you again next episode. Thanks so much.